This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad because this is it. This is all she wrote. If we don't get this, we don't get anything. If we cannot understand what is going on right now, not just 2,000 years ago, then we'll never understand anything. This is the piece de resistance. Of this, St. Paul said, if Christ is not risen from the dead, go home. You're wasting your time. If Christ is not risen from the dead, then all of this stuff that we do, all of the signs, the symbols, the poetry, the music, is a waste of time. Christ has risen, and resurrection, resurrection is everything. But in order to understand what resurrection truly is, we, we need to understand what it is, it is not. Resurrection is not resuscitation. Now, people who have near-death experiences are resuscitated. They come back to life, but they're going to die again. Uh, the son of the widow of Naim and, and, and Lazarus were resuscitated, but they were going to die again. So we need to understand that resurrection is something different from that. And resurrection is not one and done. Something's happened that just, well, 2,000 years ago, and we commemorate it, and we remember it, and it's always very sweet, and it's nice to sing the songs and to recall what happened. That's not resurrection. Resurrection is ongoing. Resurrection is now. We are the people of the resurrection. But what does it mean? What does it mean to, to rise from the dead? Now, that was the question that Peter, James, and John had when they were coming down Mount Tabor. And Jesus said, the Son of Man is going to die, and in three days he will rise from the dead. And they scratched their heads, and they said, well, what does it, what does it mean to rise from the dead? In John's Gospel, Peter and, and, Peter, Peter and John, baby John, the beloved disciple, are in a foot race. Uh, the, the baby disciple, John, gets there first. Love always gets there first. Authority may show up a little bit later on, but love gets there first. And we're told that John peered into the empty tomb and saw the clothing and the headscarf wrapped in a separate place. He saw and he believed. But immediately after that, they, they both walk back and they say, but what does it mean to rise from the dead? They did not yet understand that scripture. So what is it? Either we get it or we don't get it. And the answer is both. Both. You see, our faith in the resurrection, our belief in what happened 2,000 years ago, is evolving. And what I want to proclaim to you today as clearly as I possibly can is that it's still going on. It's still going on. The body of Christ is still rising. It is the true sunrise. And we are the daughters and sons of God. And we are rising and evolving with him right here, right now. You know, we do, we do Lent very well. Uh, Ash Wednesday, we came and had the ashes put on our head. And then, then we did all the things that we were going to do. I personally gave up booze for 40 days. 
first time in 40 years. And I, used, I, I normally would always give it up, and, and, then, and then on Sunday, oh, well, Sunday's a little Easter. And so, <laughs> and by Monday I was gone. But this year I made it. This year I made it all the way through. And, and at first I had to mark off today and say, good boy, you did it today. <laughs> And I'd mark off another day. You did it today. But by the, by the 40th day, there was no big deal. I, I, I knew that I could do it. We do Lent, really, quite well. What we don't do well is Easter. Isn't it amazing? The whole purpose of Lent is to get us to Easter. And, and, and we somehow think that it's, well, it's one and done. Today we will go, and if we've got little children, they'll go on their Easter egg hunt. And after that, we will go home and have a nice ham dinner. And when we were done, we will we'll take that chocolate Easter bunny out of the wrapping and bite off its head. Paige gave me a, 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 an Easter card yesterday, and, and it had the disciples around Jesus, and they said, you know, we got enough fish. What we need are some chocolate bunnies. <laughs> yeah. And we're done. We're done. Tomorrow it's uh, business as usual. Oh, well, that's where we are. And yet, Easter is not ending. It is the start of something new. It is, it is nothing less, nothing less than the recreation of the world. It is a redoing of the first creation. Just as the world was created out of chaos and darkness, so it is now being recreated in dark and out of the chaos of the world in which we find ourselves today. It is still in need of recreation. Redemption is not yet done. Oh, the act of redemption is done. The pattern has been set, but the work is still yet to be done. You know, in, in this Gospel of John, we find ourselves on the first day of the week. And God created on the first day. Last night we sang so beautifully, the first day. And then we went through all of the days of the week and God's creation. But it began in the dark. It began out of chaos on the first day. But today we read that Mary Magdalene came to the tomb while it was still dark. Let me tell you about this incredible, magnificent woman who, was, who didn't just love Jesus. I think Mary was in love with Jesus. Oh, how much she wanted to cling to him after the resurrection. She wanted to go back to the old Jesus, the one from Nazareth, but the one who rose is the Christ. Mary, Mary goes to the tomb in the dark out of the chaos, and, and, and she, at least, is ready to honor and lament what has been. Unlike the disciples who, who ran away, she is willing to confront the void in public. With her first encounter with Jesus, after she tells the disciples and, and she comes back, she looks at him and she thinks, He's the gardener. 
Where are we? Where are we? We're back at the creation. We're in Genesis. We're in the garden. We are at the scene of the crime. And what was the crime? Oh, the crime was that everything was given to humankind. Oh, the birds and the seas, and we could name them, and we were to have stewardship over them and take care of them, and they would take care of us, and we wanted for nothing, but then we wanted too much. What did we want? We wanted to be in control. We wanted to do it by ourselves. We wanted to be not as God is, created in his image and likeness, in her image and likeness. No, we wanted to be God and call all the shots. And so creation was crumbled. And from that day to this, we are caught with that same sin of dominance and control and power. And so, and so, what happens? Christ comes to be who? The new Adam. The new creation. We're going to start all over. We are going to recreate again. But this time, we need to do it in justice. We need to fix what is wrong. This time, we need to confront the evils of the world and name them for what they are. Christ continues the work of the resurrection, but he continues it in us. What we are proclaiming today is our call to mission. And what is our mission? Nothing less than the redemption of the world. If not us, who? And if not now, when? We are being tapped on the shoulder and saying, come, follow me. I want you to do what you do, and I will give you all the tools that you need to get the job done. And what are the tools of Christ? What's in Jesus' tool belt? Power, dominion, strength, arms? No. Oh no, how blessed are those who are, who are meek. You're going to inherit the world. A blessed are you who are poor in spirit because you are going to be able to usher in the kingdom of God. You get it. You see it. Blessed are the merciful, those who look upon the other and see the Christ in them and their hearts go out to them and do whatever is necessary to heal the wound, to bind the suffering, to make us whole. Oh, blessed are the peacemakers. Peacemakers. God does nothing without our agency. We need to make peace. It's not going to happen by itself. We need to confront the evil of the world. We need to name it for what it is. We need to confront those who have created weapons of mass destructions and mass destructions for the world and say to them, Here's what you need to do. You turn that sword into a plowshare. You turn your hatred into forgiveness. You turn, return your desire for dominance into mercy. 
and it begins with us. What is the evil in our own lives that we need to confront? What's the evil in our own families that we need to confront? Many of you will have dinner today with old Uncle Leo. Be good to him. Be good to him. Forgive him as you have been forgiven. Peace begins with me. Peace begins with my family. If I can't do it in my family and in this country, oh, the wars we have started against each other who are sisters and brothers of the same nation, inexcusable. That is not what resurrected people are called to do. We are to use the tools and the armament that Jesus has given to us, the breastplate of truth, the armor of light in the midst of the darkness, the salt of the earth that flavors and redeems the world. O Christ must reign until he has put all of the enemies to death. And Christ does reign. Who sits on the throne of your heart? You know, of all the powerful leaders of the world, none of them have been able to sustain their power except for one, the Christ. Alexander the Great was ultimately defeated. Napoleon was ultimately defeated. Vladimir Putin will ultimately be defeated. Who will not? Who is the victor? Who's going to live? The Christ. The resurrected Christ. Death has no control over us anymore. Now for 40 days, we have been preparing for this wonderful day. And what I want to say to you, this day is not a culmination. It is not a conclusion. It's a beginning. It's a beginning. Easter must be celebrated every day of our life. And the question for us is, how are we going to do it? What are we going to do? We are God's action figures. And he will show us the direction in which to go. He will show us how to do it. We simply need to trust in that incredible power. Our holy work and what the church does is it doesn't, it doesn't give us just uh, it doesn't give us just 40 days to prepare. It gives us 50 days to celebrate. And at the end of 50 days, it gives us another tool. And the other tool in God's toolbox is nothing less than God's stuff. Than God's stuff. And what is God's stuff? Oh, Jesus came down to the disciples and we are going to, whoops, I always do that. And we are going to resurrect it, seek it, fix it. And we are going to, here next week when Jesus comes to the disciples and blows on them and he says, receive my stuff. Receive my spirit, whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven. They are forgiven. That is a power like no other power on earth, 
it was given to each and every one of us at our baptism. And so we renew our baptismal promises this day. And Sister Melanie and I will go through this congregation to give you the sign of that renewal. Paul says it this way, Are you not aware that you, who were baptized into Christ Jesus, were baptized into his death? By baptism into his death, you were buried together with him, so that just as Christ was raised from the dead, so shall you. Our question today, as we renew these promises, is not only do you believe it, but are you willing to allow it to take root in your heart so that the redemption of the world, so that the promises of Isaiah, the lion will lie down with the lamb, the child will play in the the adder's lair, and the little child will guide them. So that may come to be. We have a name for that. It's called the kingdom of God. We are those who usher in that kingdom. And so church, I ask that you stand now and that you renew the promises that most were made for you when you were a baby before you could, but then you you renewed them when you were confirmed and then you renewed them many, many times and every Easter we renew them again. It's two parts. The first part is a rejection. What do we reject? The lie. The lie the mendacity of the world. The second part is an acceptance. What do we accept? The great reality of life. The great truth that we know in our hearts of who God is and then therefore who we are. Therefore, I ask that you now renew your baptismal promises by saying, I do, to the following prayers. Do you you reject the 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 master of mendacity, the prince of lies, the one who wants to confuse us, the one who is filled with conspiracy, the one who is filled with hate. Do you reject Satan? In all his works. In all his empty promises. Do. Do you believe that there is a creator God, a mother and father to each of us, in whom we have been created in her and his image. And ex nihilo, out of nothing, this God spoke in this incredible world, was born. The universe was born. And we are part of that universe. Do you believe in God? I do. Do you believe that when the original plan went awry, God sent his only begotten son, a light in the darkness, the eternal word. The word became flesh. The word became flesh so that the word can experience everything we've ever experienced. Our hurts, our pain, our sorrow, our suffering, our death, our death. But you do not kill love. So this eternal word of God who took the flesh in the form of Jesus was raised from the dead and all who dare to believe in him will also share in that resurrection. Do you believe in Jesus the Christ? And do you finally believe that the Holy Spirit of God comes down upon each and every one of us to give us the power of Christ, the power to heal, 
the power to raise the dead, the power to confront evil, the power to act. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I do. This is our faith. This is the faith of the church. We are proud to profess it in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Prepare to get wet. <laughs>